The GGBC is brought to you by GG Poker. It's the world's biggest online poker room. They have more players than any other site and it's designed to bring back the fun to poker. They've got the classics like Texas Hold'em and Omaha with games for all skill levels. Yeah, Deck loves Bounty Hunter. Yes, I do. And GG Poker has games that you won't find anywhere else. They run huge tournaments with big prize pools. And George, did you know they actually hold the Guinness World Record for the largest prize pool for an online poker tournament? What about if you're a new player? Well, George, I'm glad you asked. If you're new to GG Poker, when you make your first deposit of at least £10, you'll get £60 in free play. No wonder they've got more players than any other site. You've got to be 18 or over, and this offer is for new UK players only. Minimum deposit is £10. Full T's and C's apply. BeGambleAware.org. Please play responsibly. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Right, so this is part two. If you haven't listened to part one yet, go back, listen to part one, part two. Will probably make sense, but maybe not. Get back, listen to part one, and now enjoy part two. This is a crowd podcast. If I didn't graft, I'd be just another no-name in Australia and no one knows who I am. The first thing a promoter will say is, yeah, he's a good kid. When you were saying all that in the build-up. So what are you like in the gym? I can't lose to Ebony Bridges. Stopped in the ninth round of their contest. What do you enjoy more? See you Saturday, Shannon. Let's get on with it. I'm George. He's Deck. Hello. It's the George Groves Boxing Club. A stick that's been used to beat women's boxing with is that it all comes very quickly in terms of women boxers get world title fights far earlier than men at a lesser stage in terms of quality. So yeah. they go, well, what, how is this a world title fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Shannon Courtney, I think that was yeah. the fourth fight or whatever it was when she won the world title. It was, you know, it was early doors in her career. Shannon Courtney. Against me? No, when, yeah, maybe. It no, was it was at, her eighth fight. It was her eighth fight, but still. Yeah, but then you got that Nina Hughes just run it on her third. Precisely, yeah. And no one said a beep. Yeah. No one said a thing. That's but true, it's when changed me and, since then. When me and Shannon yeah, fought, it was like, oh my God. How did, but you know why? It's because of what we look like. How dare she's only got there because she's pretty. She's only got there because she's got this and that. Like everyone just thinks it's easy road, but it's not like that. Because like literally there was like 10 boxes before that. Like Clarissa Shields, um, Franchon Cruz. I couldn't be bothered thinking about it now, but there were so many other girls that had fights within under seven fights and become world champions, yeah. but no one says no boot. No one says it anymore, yeah. And no one says, no, not anymore. That was before my fight, mm. but it was because of us, because we're blonde and we're, how we look, but, you know, and we get an attention. So then it's like, it's so bad. How dare they? Because they're only getting it because of their looks. But then you get someone like, don't look like us, to get, get um, a world title fight, wins. Oh, wow, congratulations. But at the same time, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, guess what? We do get fights earlier. 
we're lucky in that sense that we um we can get these sh shots sooner. But if you think about it, we're not making much money, right? So men, for example, takes 10, 15 years to get a shot, maybe 30 fights before they start getting world title fights. So when they get those world title fights and they're earning that much money, this, you've got to think about how long it's taken them to get there. So it's kind of like, you know what? worked really hard to get there so that money is kind of it's worth it in a way mm. you know but we're getting it so easy in a way it's not like people say well we're fighting for world titles so we should get the same as men because they're fighting for world titles so it should be equal but no i don't really think so because yeah you're right i'm a world champion and i've only been boxing for a couple of years do you know mm -hmm. what i mean i'm blessed blessed but it, yeah it hasn't been as hard of a journey as you know someone that's been in the pros and had 30 fights and like dylan white for example do you know what i mean like and and i and i get that and i understand it um but that's women's boxing. People can't complain about it. What do you want us to do? To differentiate yourself is always a value, isn't it? Mm. Like, yeah. And you need that, will though, Yeah, no, you always were, want to be a bit different boxing. so you can jump the queue. And yeah. it does happen. So you might, don't worry, you won't be the first. And no. definitely won't be the last to get picked on. Oh, she's got her shot fast because guys get it oh, the well, same. It. You know, if you've got a famous dad, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you'll get accelerated quickly yeah. if you, I don't know, if you have if value you, if you're outside. Yeah, exactly, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And the first thing a promoter will say is, yeah, he's a good kid, good looking. You know, and exactly. it'll be if it's yeah, boys girls. Good, good got a good story. Yeah, yeah. Good looking, good story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then they might pie and pigeonhole you. Oh, boxing saved my life. Well, there's, mm. what, what would be the way you would, as a journal, would go for a boxing saved my life story? What's, yeah. Uh, yeah always get exactly to the it. paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's got to be something interesting, isn't it? It's no good saying I want to win. It's like, I, well, I want to hear what you've got to say. Yeah, mm. exactly. 100%. So no. your story is just different in a way but it's new to people isn't exactly. it exactly it was and like oh wow she was a math teacher yeah card girl now she's yeah. a skanky stripper now apparently yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like you know like my last opponent you know like she yeah, had let's no talk idea about that. yeah so you know she yeah so she was all like oh you know like, I actually just another put... Australian girl yeah, yeah. another would Shannon you, as well would you, why is it people called Shannon hate you so much I know oh you know what I don't know and she was exactly the same script I'm like man I heard this in 2020 get over it <laughs> I'm bored of this shit like I'm pretty sure we've all moved on from this mm. you know talking about the looks and the laundry and saying that I'm you know like, not good for the sport, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm pretty sure if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be here getting the biggest payday of your whole 13-year career, you know. I've got respect her for what she's done. She was a pioneer in Australia boxing. She's been boxing for 13 years. She was the only one for a long time, the only one that we could all kind of look up to, you know what I mean? And then you get to know her and you think, shit, why are we looking up to this bitch? Do you know what I mean? Like, she's hating me for no reason. When I came and seen her, I was like, all of a sudden, like you've seen, she's like, oh, I don't even know her, but I don't like her. I'm like, oh, okay, that's a bit weird. Like, why don't you like me then? And saying that I got things done, you know, it was all easy for me, you know, and um, but it wasn't. You know, it was just I had a different path. I had to graft, like I said earlier. If I didn't graft, I'd be just another no-name in Australia and no one knows who I am. I'm sure it wasn't just her, but we, we were talking about men and the old institution of, of boxing course. having a go at you. Mm. Did you get disrespect by, from women, other women in boxing going, she's, yeah. she's coming in there and this yeah. is not real and she's only, only people only yeah, care about Yeah, yeah, a few, a few, especially a few yeah. here in the UK. It's like, if you had it, you use it. If you didn't, then you're fucking dumb because this is a business. If you don't have like looks or you don't have a personality or you don't have something in your pocket that you can help, that's going to help promote you or market you more and you don't use it because of worrying about what people are going to think, then fucking, you know, you're just cutting yourself short. Does pretending, because you're clearly not, yeah. does that add value to you sometimes? Oh, some, sometimes. So like, do you ever lean into yeah. it or are you? is your plan to sort of break that? I'm just me. I've never really played dumb. Um, I think the only thing that where I say in a way, but it's still just being me, for example, at my way, like at the whole fight week stuff. I think it's a really big advantage for me because it's hard for my opponents to imagine me being fucking savage because at the presses, at the weigh-ins, I'm all like cute and like I'm smiling at them and I'm like bantering with everyone and I've got this energy where I'm just like happy and I'm laughing because when I step through those ropes, I turn into a fucking savage. I don't need to act. I don't need to pretend to be anything else that I'm not. I don't need to 
waste my energy trying to be angry and trying to intimidate you outside of the ring, like at the presses and, and at the weigh-ins. I'm going to keep smiling and I'm going to be pretty and I'm going to do all that kind of stuff. And when I get through those ropes, when you get hit, you're going to get shocked the fuck out because you're not fucking expecting it because you can't fathom that I'm actually aggressive and you that I'm actually both. strong and that I'm actually a savage. Like it's just like almost mind games, like in a different way. You know, it's like I'm tricking them because it's – I had my uh, my friend, she said to me, oh, she's old, older, she's like 50s, and she's like, Ebony, you know, you, you, the way you look, I just, I was saying, like, I can't even imagine that you could go in there. She's never seen me fight before. So I can't imagine you going in there and, like, hitting someone and being so aggressive. Like, I just can't picture it because you're like a little angel on top of the tree. You know what I mean? Like, I just can't imagine it. I just can't imagine it. And people find it hard to imagine, you know. And I think my parents have a similar thing when they're seeing me and I'm all like, whatever, smiling, like, you know, and laughing and being whatever. They just think I'm not taking it seriously. And they just mm -hmm. think, oh, she's, she's just whatever. So what are you like in the gym? He said, like I said, like Tibbs the most professional athlete he's ever had. I work so fucking hard. Do you know what I mean? Um, when I go in that gym, all I care about is learning and improving, you know, and I listen to Mark and I ask him a lot of questions and he's like, because I need to know and understand everything. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't just get told. I'm like, okay, but why? It's like, for, say something really simple. Like if you're starting out, like why, why do I have to go to the body and then the head? Just go to body head, okay. But he's like, well, I don't really know why, so I'm not going to just focus. I'm not going to, you know, put much energy because I'm just, I just rather just hit the head. It's easier, you know. But but once you understand why, you got to mix it up because you want to do distractions or you want to plant tricks or you want to, you know, like set shit up. When you understand that side of it, then it's like, well, I really want to fucking do that. With um, Mark at first, it took me like four weeks to even like translate his language and his accent. Like my first camp with him was eight weeks and the first four weeks was like, what? <laughs> what are you saying? What? What's that mean? What? He doesn't pronounce letters and stuff. And But now obviously I, I've i got past that. But yeah. Yeah, you picked up a bit mm. in the lingo. Let's, yeah. let's yeah. talk about the, the O'Connell fight because oh, yes. she, obviously the buildup was very spicy, probably like more personal than even the Courtney one. Yeah. And it was it was quite full on and it went on for a while and then she obviously came over. How quickly into the fight, and you're obviously landing pretty quick and like stiffening her up pretty quick, did you think, I've got this Oh, the second, the, the second round. Was it, yeah? Yeah, yeah, the second did round. You, when you were saying all that in the build-up. I wasn't did saying you, shit in the build-up. Yeah, but you know, in terms of your, your self-confidence. <laughs> I was laughing. No, but your, your confidence in the in the performance and in how you, oh, yeah, you yeah. defeating her. I think it was pretty even money with the bookmakers. Yeah, yeah, you. yeah. That's because she yeah, she talked the game. Yeah, up, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, it was funny, like I said, there was those, those videos of her saying to me like, oh, you're fucked now. Bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. And At I'm the like, way in. And I just laughed. Mm. I, I just laughed and I'm like, okay, whatever, mate. Like, <laughs> just because I knew how mentally strong I am, I'd also heard about, like, you know, that she was not really, and I've seen her, I looked, I've watched her fights, studied her fights that much, and I've seen her. When I started boxing, my first amateur coach, don't show no weakness, physical or emotional weakness, nothing. As soon as you see a little bit of fucking weakness in your in your physicality or your mental, then that's it, game over. That's why when I sat my ankle in my first fight, I got back up and thought, fuck it, I'll drag my foot behind me, but she's still dead. That's why when I did the arm, my eye, I was, like it wasn't bothering me that I couldn't see, I kept going forward. When I broke my hand in the fucking Gengor fight, well, actually, I did show that a little bit, that was fucking. <laughs> but you know always just keep going don't show no weakness don't show emotionally and I've watched Shannon's fights O'Connell's fights and I'd seen her rolling her eyes and huffing and puffing and all this emotion in the fights you know what I mean and I thought she's so emotional like you know and you can't like be like that like in my in my head and and all that bullying that she was saying all that shit that she was saying I just thought she's so insecure you know because I just thought like I don't know, personally, I don't need to do all that or say anything like that. Like, I knew she was a good fighter and I said, yeah, she's a great fighter, you know, shit person, but great fighter. And, I'll, you know, like, why would you say about your opponent 
like that she's shit and just like so when she was saying that at the build up she was saying some other things um she fat shamed me earlier as well like in before the fight you know saying i eat meat pies or something like that. i'm like shit i don't know i was that fat but okay thanks <laughs> anyways and um i said to her at the weigh-ins i'm like oh am i fat now like this and she and she's like oh how was your covid test and i'm like covid test i didn't do a covid test and she's like yeah come on how was your covid test and i'm like she's like I'm like okay someone's told her i had a covid test is really weird but is that is that gonna like give her some confidence thinking that she thinks i'm sick i'm like yeah it was great and then I said I saw her outside of the weigh-ins and I saw her and I was like, oh, see you Saturday, Shannon. Like this. And she goes, yeah, if you turn up. And I'm like, <laughs> and I just thought like, and this obviously has given me more confidence. And I just knew, I know the kind of, not the kind of person she's, I don't know her, but I just could just tell she would have probably the whole lead up and a whole fight camp focused on, I can't lose to Ebony Bridges. When I didn't even think about her, I was just like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to win. I'm going to do this. Like, I didn't think, oh, what happens if this happens? And if I lose to Shannon O'Connell, like, oh, I'm going to be, it's going to be horrible. No, because when you focus on losing, you lose. And I believe, honestly believe that's what, because of the kind of person she is, I believe she was so anxious. And by the second round, I knew it. I fucking knew it at the tap gloves. She was shitting herself. Absolutely. Like, I, got, I think I got a video of it or a picture. We walked up and she couldn't even look at me. She was like looking down like this, looking at me. And I was, and when I go through those ring, the ropes, that's a different ebony. And I'm looking at you like you're dead, like, and that's it. Like that's, that's game on, you know, and they don't, that energy that you feel when you're looking at someone and you want, you, you, you got that aggression. She hasn't felt that before because I'm so smiley and, and cute. So now all of a sudden, even though she's not looking at me, she can feel that energy. You can feel that energy, you know? And um, I knew that I broke her then. When I turned around and went up to the corner, I thought, oh, she's fucked. That's what I thought. Like, you know, how she said, oh, you're fucked now. I thought, nah, she's fucked. And then mm. when she clipped me, I got a little, like, I, I didn't really feel it as in, I wasn't like, oh, days or anything, just like maybe trip a little bit, but I was just thought, okay, fuck, I've lost that round, so now she's fucked. You know, like I thought, I've got to get that round, you know, get that round back or, or, you know, pick it up now because that was, you know, obviously I knew that that was, um, that was something that the judges are going to look at. And about after the second round, she looked, she already looked like she didn't want to be there. After the third round, because I dropped her and that, and I've, I remember looking at Eddie and I just, you see it in the fight, I gave him a head nod because I knew. And then it was the fifth round, um, my said to me, how you feeling? I go, I'm just warming up. Just fucking warming up. I go, go out and do Manny Pacquiao feet. And like, that's what I say because it means like, you know, moving moving around, being bouncy on my feet. Because I was full of energy, like, by that point. Like, I am always a little bit of a slow starter. My middle rounds and my last rounds are my best. How, how sweet was the victory? It was the sweetest on, victory I've ever it? had in my life. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure much will, will beat that when I become undisputed. Obviously, that's going to be amazing. But being able to beat someone like that, she came to expose me as a, a blow-in. So I was glad to be able to expose her as the human that she is, which a lot of uh, you know a lot of people knew in Australia, but a, on a global scene and like so many other things. You know what I mean? Something about boxing, though, that you got the opportunity to... The Mind you, I did go up to them and like, go, how was that for a skanky stripper? Provocative, yeah. yeah. I think there was yeah. even a show of me like <laughs> yeah. at the end going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure I did that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like your it's going to change because people are going to work out. They're like, she, she don't can't, care. Can't underestimate she, person. Also, yeah. she don't care about all this stuff. No. Like, you because you had it for years now, and it's yeah. like you've proved yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's like they've got to come up with something new. Now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was so bored. Like, I even said it in like the I think an impressor or something. I was like, I'm so bored of this. You know, oh, she just gets she just takes her clothes off and she's disrespectful for the sport. I'm like, mate, I'm pretty sure like I'm helping the sport, and I know I'm helping the sport. Pe people that I don't know. They can tell what they're on about me. I'm very confident and secure within myself, so knowing anything anyone says could ever affect me. And I'll just keep being me, keep being true to myself and haters and lovers, whatever, as long as people are talking. I think you need to remember there's no 
cracking her when we do the feature, which is coming up after the break. Because it's you against Ebony today, you know? What are you doing? Do I get to hit you? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Drop George Groves. Yeah, we're, we're both going to punch deck today. Yeah, who's who stands up? No, not really. Uh, not. I've got questions for you, but we'll have a break right, there. Sweet. And then both can, of you like, mentally really prepare. Did anyone warn you how much I can talk? Uh, no, they didn't. <laughs> Good question. Can we extend yeah. the booking? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's feature time now. So, okay. Ebony, what we do every pod is we do a feature. Now, sometimes we do the guest. Just we just chuck questions at you, and you have to answer it. But sometimes we pitch you against one okay. of us, and you're you're against George today. Okay. Now, what was the name of the quiz, George? Now, again, we always come up with a, a pun on the guest name. Now, okay. Ebony Bridges is like manna from heaven. You, there's puns galore. I went for the first one, so I haven't the got first one go. you came up with. Yeah. Go no, I sent it through. Did you go for it? Yeah. Because you've written the quiz. Now. I hope. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a bridge too far. We've got a list of fighters who did well at a certain weight and then moved up in weight okay, yep. and it proved to be a bridge okay. too far. So what I'm going to do, I've got 10 of them. I've got 10 examples here. Okay. Some of them are piece of piss. Yes. And there'll be pe listeners going, oh, fuck, what sort of quiz is this? Some yeah. of them are not so easy. Okay. okay. I'm going to tell you the context of the of it, maybe yeah. the opponent. You've basically got to tell me who I'm talking about. Okay. okay. We'll start. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's going to be one for one. There's 10. I haven't got a tie break. So if it's okay. a draw, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I never have a tie break. Do you want to go first or second? Scissors, paper, rock? Yeah, go on. Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, my God. Yeah, you shot before you went, but. So, right. yeah, you won that. Wait, right, let's right. go. Yeah, One, let's two, three, okay. show. Okay. Oh, Ebony, easy. Well done, Ebony. So, does that mean do you're first? Go first sure. Yeah, go first. Okay, you want to go first because it starts so easy. Okay. okay. Just to ease us in. After unifying the super middleweight division, who came unstuck when he tried to beat Dimitri Bivol for the WBA light heavyweight title in May? Canelo. 
Easy, 1-0. Okay, which lightweight champion suffered only the second defeat of his career and lost his WBO and WBA titles to the significantly larger Teofimo Lopez in the bubble in Las Vegas? Lomachenko's. Yeah, okay. Good. One all, nice easy seal. Yes. God. September 2014. Which former world champion at Super Feather, lightweight, light welter, welter, and light middle put his WBO middleweight title on the line against the clear number one in the division but got stopped in the ninth round of their contest. Oh, um, 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 De La Hoya. Boom! But Oscar De La Hoya. Very good. Good. Someone two else who gets on the scales with... Um, lingerie. Like, lingerie. Yeah, fishnets. Fish I wore fishnets in my fight. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. Poor Oscar. He might, he might have done that in one fight. But no, he used to get on in the hot pants. Nice, Nick. Yeah, yeah, he did. Which IBF welterweight champion stepped up to fight for the world middleweight belt in September 2016 but was beaten inside five rounds? The IBF. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. It's Kel Brook. Oh. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and he stepped yeah. up like two all. Yeah, that okay. was Ian Skolovkin. Exactly. Yeah, I knew that. Now, which former unified light welterweight champion? Former unified light welterweight. Yep. Light welterweight. Exactly. Former unified light welterweight champion paused his campaign at welterweight to step up to challenge for the WBC middleweight title. Oh, middleweight. Oh. And got KO'd in the sixth. I know who this is as well. Bad. Oh, oh can, can, I mean, can't. No. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well okay, right. Yeah. Now they get a bit spicier. Very good. This one. Now, Spicy. June 1952. That's when you put, <laughs> <laughs> that was when you put, you put those back to back. Yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah. Mm. June 1952. Which legendary welterweight and middleweight champion stepped up to face Joey Maxim for the world light heavyweight crown? Was leading on all cards, but collapsed at the end of the 13th and failed to emerge at the start of the 14th and lost. I'm so glad you got this one. Who? Ray Robinson. Ray Robinson. Ray Robinson. Beautiful, Robinson. yeah. Ebony, to make it what's three all. In June 2018, WBA and WBO light middleweight champion stepped up to face Clarissa Shields for the WBA and IBF titles at middleweight. She even dropped Shields in the first round, but was eventually beaten soundly on points. Han no, not Hannah, but Gabriel's, Gabriel's, Gabriel's. Yes, Hannah Gabriel's. Get it. Yes, Hannah Gabriel. Very good. Yeah, you came How through that one. How did I get that? Like, I was like, is that too much? Very good. Right, okay. In November 1972. 72. So before the days of Cruiserweight. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> cruiserweight. Before Cruiserweight. So yeah. before the days of Cruiserweight, the WBA and WBC light heavyweight champion yeah, like stepped up seven, to yeah. heavyweight nice. to face a bloke called Muhammad Ali. He got stopped in the eight. Uh, it's not Ben something. He's got a jab like an arrow. No, no, no. I'll pass it over. Uh, Any ideas? Give up? Yeah. Bob? Bob, Ben. I was a Bob, Ben. Bob Foster. Bob Foster. Foster. Okay, yeah, so that's... Like, sounds like a referee, doesn't he? So that's... For, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know that one. Oh, yeah, Foster. It does sound like a referee. Hey, wasn't that a referee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't yeah. got him on the pod yet. Oh, we yeah. But that was in the first fight? No. Yeah. Yeah. So if you get this right, you win the whole quiz. Okay. Having won world titles at lightweight welterweight and light middleweight. This man was attempting to become the first four division champion in history in November 1983. 83. When he stepped all the way up to middleweight. It was a bridge too far and no, he lost a close is... decision no, what, what to you? Marvin Hagler. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what you? November 1983. Duran. Boom! Yeah. Scotney, did she win her feature? Everyone I think she did. Feature, yeah, they, they do eventually. Yeah. <laughs> A bridge too far. Now, Deck, as a former fighter, you can imagine I still like to keep an eye on the fight game. I can imagine, mate. So do I, George. There's fights all across the world these days. Sometimes you just can't find anywhere to watch them. If only there was a solution that meant we had access to the biggest and best fights whenever we wanted to watch them. Well, Deck, 
There just might be. Ooh. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a country showing, like you said, the biggest and best sporting events around the world. Not only that, but you can stream your favourite TV shows at the drop of a hat too. Surely to watch the best live sporting events and my favourite TV shows, that's going to cost me a fortune. Well, NordVPN actually helps save some money. Does it? Not to mention your protection against cybercrime. You change your virtual location, sign up for a subscription service via other countries and pay a cheaper rate just for the price of one small coffee a month. But what about if I want to throw in the towel at any time? It's not a problem, Nick, right? Because NordVPN provides you with a risk-free... Risk-free? Risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. That's my kind of guarantee. Yes, check out the link, nordvpn.com forward slash ggbc and get your subscription started today. Use that link and you'll receive huge discounts off NordVPN plan plus a bonus gift. Okay, that sounds like an unmissable deal, George, but I know you... you know, stitch me up in the past. Am I safe here? Because that could be the real knockout blow. <laughs> NordVPN is a one-stop shop for all things cybersecurity deck. It is incredibly easy to use, right? Otherwise, obviously, I couldn't use it. And with just one click, you're protected. You don't have to be a tech whiz. And with your NordVPN account, you can have up to six devices protected. I haven't got six devices, but if I did, I'd be buzzing about it. I mean, that's a Ronald Winky right guard there. Yeah, that really is. Nothing's getting through. So let me get this right. With NordVPN, I can watch live sporting events, the best in film and TV from countries around the world, all for the price of a measly little coffee a month, as well as being protected from hackers, malicious sites and pop-ups, which I hate. That is right. Nothing below the belt. Just make sure you use the link, nordvpn.com forward slash GGBC for that huge NordVPN plan discount plus a bonus gift. Talk about Saved by the Bell. You'll never have to miss anything ever again with NordVPN. So that's a victory, another victory. You can't stop winning, but you've got a thing on your hand. Yes. What's the crack? What literally? Yes. What's happened to your hand? um, Obviously, I initially busted my hand um, in a gang off fight which was in September. Was that the one after the Courtney fight? Was that the comeback? No, because I had, I had Beck Connolly in between. Oh, Beck Connolly in the yeah, gap. So yeah, so it was like Shannon, Beck Connolly, and then Gangloff. Gangloff yeah. was the first fight that I fought um, in front of crowd because that was actually the first fight um, back after COVID that had that was had crowds. It was a very Headingly, first. Was yes, that, yeah, yeah, Headingly. Because you were the bu- bubble baby, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I busted it in the third round of that fight initially. Um, and then I've just nursed it since through all last year, just wearing a brace um, that I got from my surgeon trying to just push through it for my world title fight did the same um getting cortisone shots in my hand just trying to like you know ease the pain thinking you know obviously i don't want to get surgery because it put me out forever and i'm old and whatever you know so i try and put it off as much as possible but um i've come to the conclusion especially with my last fight that you know i'm training with one hand a lot of the times because it only takes one punch where it just it sets it off and then i'm bu- it's busted for another two three weeks and i can't use it so then i'm only i'm um, then i start overtraining with my left hand and it was just everything so i just yeah i've just decided to get that surgery I, after my last fight it was like how it felt it blew up i was like 
I can't keep doing this because my plan is to become world champ, um, become undisputed, and I'm not going to be fighting Shannon O'Connells. I'm going to be fighting other champions, and I'm going to need both those hands throughout my training and my camp. So I thought I just have to take the take the dive for now. Um, just sit on the sidelines for a little bit. And what they did is they took my bone from my hip, and they fused my joints in my hand, so there's no movement. There's no movement in it anymore. There's no movement. There's, no, there's no movement in that part of my hand because what I was it was inst- it's not supposed to be a lot of movement there. But every time I was punching, because it was there was no uh, stability that was causing inflammation which was causing pain and then it was just like one it was just it was just horrible obviously so now that there's no movement there's no aggravation because there's no going this way and going that way and and, and inflammation so it's a eight month return to ring meme average mm. no math person eight months <laughs> eight months yeah. yeah average return to ring i'm not probably can't punch with this hand for another couple of months and then obviously i've got to get ready for the fight right mm. so a couple mm. of months for, for a camp i'm hoping to be back in um after summer I don't think I'll be in before. I definitely won't be in before summer. I'm not going to be able to start punching with this for another two months maybe, like actual impact really, like another month or so, two months. Because I don't get this off for another month and then I'm not going to go into straight punching after that. So I'm going to do all my rehab and my physio. So, yeah, it's kind of quite a bit of a process. I'm not too sure what the go is with IBF and the belts and injuries. And yeah, if they called a mandatory or anything like that. Well, they, I just did a mandatory. Yeah, of mandatory. course, yeah. So I got forced to do my mandatory. They tried to force me to do that mandatory in six months, you know, but we're like, hold on a second. Like, I should be getting a voluntary, if anything. But then they forced the mandatory on me and just it was a whole big – I was supposed to fight in September um, against another opponent just because of the IBF and Shannon O'Connell being, you know, that's what they did. It was such a freaking headache. I was in camp pretty much last year since like June, you know, July, getting ready for a fight in September, um, summer that never happened because Eddie said they was going to do a fight in September um, in summer. Didn't happen. Then I was supposed to fight in September. Ten days before that fight, it was a Nottingham fight I was supposed to fight on. IBF said, no, I'm not allowed a uh, voluntary in between. I have to go straight fighting her. Like the best card to be on is obviously a Leeds card after that. Mm. So then it was like it was just an extended camp, you know. Um, and obviously when you don't fight, as you would know, I lost out on a whole paycheck, all the sponsors for that fight. So it was like all that rigmarole and all that shit from the IBF and from Shannon O'Connell, like that that cut me. I was like, I was expecting this much and all this and now I've just lost that. People don't realize when you when you don't fight what, how much you actually lose and plus all that time I sacrificed, all that dieting and strictness and not going out and not doing things, you know, um, and then the fight falling through because of weird twisted rules. Like, So it's okay for that person to have a voluntary but not you. Who I wanted of, Maria Cecilia Roman, she was a champion for five years, not once did a voluntary. Not like fighting her would bring no, no one to yeah. nothing to no one. But they want to force it on me because like, oh, I want to fight Ebony because I want the money and I want the exposure. So, of course, they're going to push it. Shannon O'Connell was a voluntary for, for – she never pushed it before until I got it, you know. And then I was like, okay, now I want to fight, you know. She wasn't going to go to Argentina to fight for nothing. Yeah. Well, so, know, so you've a got a tangent then. Sorry, guys. You've got some time to do some podcasts and stuff. Yeah, I got some time. Yeah. What, what else you got <laughs> written down here, George? OnlyFans chat. Mm. Oh, OnlyFans. Talk to us about OnlyFans. So it's, you sort of launched it at yeah, the weigh in, famously, yeah. on so your smart. skin. Yeah. Is this your OnlyFans account or are you promoting OnlyFans? Oh, that, no, that was, a- that, well, that was both. Like, I'm OnlyFans, uh, like, sponsored me, plus I'm using their platform. So, you know, yeah. I'm obviously making money from subscribers and my, my content as well as, you know, them partnering up with me. Like, they partnered up with, like, Devin Haney you know, um, Chisora, yeah. you know, because they're tr- what they're trying to do is they're trying to take away the stigma that OnlyFans is just porn, you know, and so a lot of um, athletes and a lot of influencers are, are they're trying to get them on board just to um, normalise it and take away the stigma. Mind you, there's still plenty of porn, it's great, but you know what I mean? It's like it's it, it's trying to show that it's it's more just about exclusive content. And monetising it. Of course. In an efficient way. <laughs> exactly. Look, my job is being a professional boxer, celebrity, whatever you want to call it. That's my job. My brand is my job. So I want to make money off my name. You know, I'm going to make money off it. Yeah, people can say, oh, you can just put, you know, charging your fans to see exclusive content. I'm like, that's my job. 
Of course I'm going to get paid. That's my job. That's how I make money. Well, that's the point of a pay-per-view show. Right. You're paying, you're paying exactly. money, but money for exclusive yeah, content. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's like, that's that's my job, you know? And um, so, of course, like, you know, say, if, you know, if I'm doing a meet and greet and I'm paying fans to meet me and take photos, that's what you do as a professional athlete because it's part of your job and that's how you get paid. I don't have a salary. I get paid per fight. That's it. So if I'm not fighting, I also make money, obviously through sponsorships, but, you know, of, off my brand, you know? And if you don't have a brand, you can't make money. On my Instagram, um, I've always been very particular with my Instagram. At first it was mainly because I was a teacher and I didn't want to show too much because I'm a teacher. But once I st- stopped teaching and I realized I wasn't going to go back to teaching, oh, I might have been a little bit a little bit more saucy, but not really. You know, the only time you see my skin really is when I'm at weigh-ins and the once a year time I'm ever in a bikini, which I don't get in bikinis, I don't like the beach. So, it's, you know what I mean? Like I don't swim. So, it's like you won't see me in, in, in my skin ever unless I'm weighing in twice a year. And I don't put it on my socials. And so people have this weird thing of me that I'm always showing my body and I'm not really. Like you go through my socials, like it's I train in long sleeves, I train in long pants, you know, all the other girls crop tops and shorts. You won't see me in shorts. You won't see me in little skirts. You won't see me in that kind of stuff. I'm just not like that, you know. So now it's like now my fans who like that content, they can go on my OnlyFans and they can see more exclusively. They can see more skin if they want to. They're going to talk talk to me. Do you know what I mean? Because that's where I go and I'll talk to my fans and I'll get to know my fans and give them that exclusivity of getting to know me one-on-one um, through my OnlyFans. Yeah, they're paying for it because that's who, I'm a celebrity. Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, that's my job. I'm a professional. You know, why would I sit all day or sit in my time like, you know, talking, like, no offense, but for, for free, really, like, it, it's, it's, I need a job. It's, it's a job for me. Mm. You know, but I do like getting to my fans and I love giving them that exclusivity to get to know me. Um, you know, like I was obviously would do it on Twitter usually, but it's just too much like on there. And it's like now I'm going to use this platform to give the fans exclusivity. I, I put stuff out there like on my training. Like I said, I don't really film in training. I've got a video- videographer now, so he'll come in and I don't have to think about my phone or anything like that. He does his thing he films a bit and then put it on there or like me like knocking girls out inspiring i've put it out there for like because i don't want that out on my socials and for everyone to see you got to pay to see that shit do you know what i mean so whatever else is on there it's just exclusive content i think probably the best thing and what i find that most people like obviously besides seeing a little bit more of my skin um on my only fans is also definitely the one-on-one chats you know what i mean like i'm not doing anything at the moment not really training much and from board at night i live by myself so i'll just sit there and like just you know, give the fans and they feel like it's nice. You know what I mean? It's like when I meet fans in the street or if I'm wherever I'm going, if I go to the fights, I always give time to the fans and sit down. I don't just go, hi, yeah, whatever. Like I give them time. I ask them their name. I have a little chat to them because they're going to remember that fucking ever. It doesn't take enough for now to me. Like obviously if I'm watching a fight, I'm busy. No, but in between it's fine. Do you know what I mean? I think that's also what's helped build my brand as like a bit of a people's champion away before I was even a world champion, which was only happened in 20, what, 2022, 2021, you know, I still had all the fans, you know, I wasn't even a champion. I was still making money and just because of, I suppose, the, the brand and the name, I didn't even have to be a champ. And I think it's, it's it's important to being okay with um, doing things to set yourself up in the future. I, the only reason I didn't do any fans earlier was because, like I said, teaching is not going to go because of the stigma. Even if I'm not doing nudes and stuff like that, it's still a stigma, isn't it? So you can't really go to school and teach. But it's I've, not, it's, Yeah, it's probably not appropriate. No, it's not appropriate. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not appropriate. But I'm not teaching anymore. I knew I wasn't going to teach anymore. I moved over here. Like, I'm not going to teach in England. Do you know? So it was like, what am I? why am I restricting myself of making money because of what someone might think or what? 
whatever, you know, oh, you're a slag or, oh, you're just now you're just porn star and, or whatever it is, whatever they say, I don't mind because, you know what, I'm banking it. You know what I mean? I'm setting myself up for the future. I'm able to invest. I'm able to help others. I'm able to now generational wealth to make more money just outside of my boxing because I'm injured now. So, what? Well, I don't get a paycheck until end of the year. Well, I'm going to keep making money. Do you know what I mean? Because you've got to look after yourself. And I think it's important to show people that don't care what people think. Those fuckers aren't putting food on your table. They're not paying for your kids' fucking university. They're not fucking setting – they're not giving you nothing. They're slagging you and they're talking shit about you, but they're not paying your bills. So who cares what they think? You know, you got to do what's right for you. And I don't think it at all tarnishes my brand. If it does, then I don't really care about those people that judge me anyways Mm -hmm. because how come it's okay for Chisora to do it but not for me? How come it's okay for, you know, uh, Sinesa Estrada to do it, but not me? People hold back on that thing. And I've seen some people say, I wouldn't do any fans because of the judgment. I'm like, why? Why would you restrict yourself from making that kind of money? What do you enjoy more? The boxing or the, the OnlyFans? The oh, so- fucking punching heads in. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, 100%. But OnlyFans is business. But you enjoy interacting with oh, I love people. Enjoy- I love people. So you, you enjoy know, interacting. I do, I, like I do, I do. I do, but not as much as punching people in the head. Where's your pleasure for boxing? Is, is it for yourself or is it put on a show for a crowd? A bit of both, I think, because I do. You know, I think I do enjoy that part of it. I love, I love entertaining. So if I you love- like entertaining and performing, obviously part of showing your personality was being different. Yeah. And the reason most people are different is because they want to stand out and they yeah. want to be noticed. I think, I think it is. I love entertaining. I've always been loved entertaining. Um, like when I was doing Ring Card Girl, like I just liked the entertainment. Everyone would be like, oh, did you like it? Like when the guys are like being, I'm like, no, it's fine. Like just entertain. That's my job. Like to like entertain, you know, when I use the my weigh-ins as another entertainment day for me. Like it's like a mini bodybuilding comp for me. Dehydrated as fuck, just like bodybuilding. I get to do yeah. my hair all pretty and I do my posing, you know what I mean? And then the fights. I think the only problem with that being so into wanting to entertain is like, I'll always get into a war and I'll want to because I just, I do want to have exciting fights. Do you know what I mean? I want to mm. remember, I want to be known and remembered as, Oh, yeah, Ebony Bridges, you know what? When she's fight, it's always exciting. It always is. That's one thing you can guarantee no matter what. My fights are never boring, ever. My fights aren't boring. The lead up to my fights are not boring. And that's it's what it's about. You want to be entertained. Um, but I just love cracking heads. And, like, I just, like, I'd love to do bare knuckle boxing, to be fair, because I just would love to hit people with my bare knuckles. Like, I just love fighting and I. Wait you, your hands. Yeah, oh, wait. I just, I know, wait for my hands. <laughs> Can't move anyway no, because of the screen. Honestly, that's why it's, yeah, it's rock yeah. solid now. I just love it. Like, I'm a, I honestly savage and I do love fighting. I love fighting. Um, I love that part of it. You know, people ask me, why did you start boxing? You know, other people have all different kind of reasons as in why do I really want to box? I'm like, I really just love fucking punching people. I love it. love hurting people. Like, it's weird. Like, I'm, like obviously, I'm very loving and stuff, but when I go through those ropes, I just love, like, cracking people. No, we've got one more thing we've got to do, George. So, before they go, George, what we got to do? Last bit of housekeeping. Ebony, each, each guest we ask for them to kindly share with us a track that they listen to and love. It could be anything to go on our Ring Walk playlist, which is on Spotify, so everyone can listen to it. Uh, so it's a compilation of all the guests and then listeners yeah. as well. It and doesn't it- necessarily have to be your Ring Walk song, but it's a tune that resonates with you. And usually when we say it, there'll be a song stra- flash straight in your head then that you went, uh, that's probably my tune. Oh, I would have to say like a prayer Madonna. Perfect. Oh. That's absolutely spot on. What an addition. I think that's, Ross, is that the first Madonna we've had on? First Madonna. First yeah. bit of Madonna on the playlist. tickets went on sale this week, someone told me. Yeah. I don't think they sold out. Oh, is it? Did they? Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah. yeah. She didn't need a prayer to didn't sell out. Didn't need them. a bloody prayer for them. <laughs> no. Well, I'd like a prayer. What an addition that is. Mm. Amazing. Ebony, thanks so much for your time. Thanks, that was, boys. That was, uh, uh, good. That was Sorry, good. chatting you off. You might need some aspirin. <laughs> but no, I appreciate it. And um, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. 
How about that then, Deck? How about that indeed, George? What what an episode. Yes, I... Um, she fucking knows what she's doing. She dropped some knowledge bombs on us, yeah. yeah. Uh, and she has really capitalised on her online presence, something that we need to definitely do. Yeah. Um, she's left us for dust. So hopefully, with a bit of help, <laughs> she's going to share, uh, we'll share, share this terrific content we've got with her. But yeah, no, I felt like I learned a lot yeah. about Ebony. I knew she'd be good. She was. She I was really, she really good. Really what, good. A, what a story. Helping out. She, I think she might be the face of women's boxing yeah. after she's hung up the gloves as out. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's astute. She's clever. She switched on. She knows her value. And she's definitely got a kind bone in her as well. She's already helping out young lassies. I mean, she turned up and did the pod for a start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't have to. She didn't. So, yeah. She's in the club. What Every I really want to know, though, is how on earth can you become an elite club member? Just do as you're told and yeah. follow the button, right? Push push the button, the follow button push in your podcast app. Apparently, <laughs> we must be working. We just had like a, a, an, yeah, a big hitter. A big hitter on as a guest because everyone's subscribing to the old podcast app. Yeah. But a few more would do, you yeah. know. And then you get bigger bigger names and bigger guests. Bigger names, bigger guests. So we're going to run out of names and guests. Yeah, and we'll have to just go home. Yeah. But until then. Until then. Keep reaching us on the socials. What's yes. the socials? Socials are GG Boxing Club on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. So we say TikToks because Ebony will be on TikTok. This yeah, week. of course. Yeah, yeah. Be loads of TikToks from that. If you're listening on Spotify, check out the playlist, which is called The Ring Walk. And you can get to that via our Twitter page as well if you're struggling to find that on Spotify. You can listen to us ad free on Amazon Music. Yes, you can. We're back on Monday. We are back next Monday, Deck. Oh, it's the last ever Shreds. It's our Shreds <sighs> final ep. And then from then, a regular program on Wednesday. Who we got Wednesday? Anthony Crawler. Oh, million dollar Crawler. Oh, I can't wait for that. What a week next week. What a week. Yeah, strap in. Yes, can't strap wait. in. Last week of Shreds. And then, oh no, mate. Oh, we're there. Anthony Crawler. Cut, cut, cut. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> Hello friends, George and Deck here. Hello. Quick one from us. There's a new podcast from Crowd Sports that we're really excited about and want to share with you all. Yes, it's called Captains and it's presented by former Wales and British Lions captain Sam Warburton. Sam will be speaking to elite captains and leaders from a whole range of sports. I wonder if we'll have a boxer on. Actually, that's a good point. Is there any role in boxing, George, that resembles a captain or anything like that? Does anyone spring to mind? I'm thinking your old gaffer, Shane McGuigan. That's a trainer, isn't it? That's yeah. a trainer option. Fighter. Well, you've got Dillian White and you've got Anthony Joshua, who are both fighters, but both have an array of fighters underneath their promotional yeah. banner. So are they a captain? Yeah. Anthony Joshua is either captain of British boxing. He seems like it at one point, maybe not so much anymore. Anyway, getting off topic. Captain shares the stories, insights and experiences of world-class sports people and explores how they succeeded and the obstacles they overcame. So whether you're looking for motivation or life's lessons or you just love a good story, this is the podcast for you. We'll play you the trailer now and to find the full podcast, you can hit the link in the episode description or search for Captains with Sam Warburton in your favourite podcast app right about now. You should do it. It is really good. It's a banger. I'm Sam Warburton and this is Captains, a new podcast that gives you the inside story on how the most successful teams come together, grow and ultimately win. 
I know I'm not the best golfer ever played the game. I know I'm not the best captain that ever captained, but I do feel that like I moved it to a new level. Each episode, I speak to the biggest names in sport as we compare notes and share stories about what it's really like to wear the armband at the highest level. I was dead behind the eyes. I never thought I'd play for England again, let alone captain them again. And that for me was darkest I ever got. We'll hear about the good times. Just before I lifted the trophy, I closed my eyes and then lift it. And sometimes I do reflect and I think, did it really happen? <laughs> and the bad. One of the only times I've ever broken down, just cried in, in the interview. Armband on, headphones in. Listen to Captains with me, Sam Warburton, on your favourite podcast app. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.